Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. ES Audio. The Last of Us. From legendary video game to TV's hottest drama. Keep going for family. No. Your cargo. Set in 2023, the show focuses around 20 years into a global pandemic caused by a mass fungal infection, which forces its host to transform into zombie-like creatures. You've come this far. Then you know what's out there. You're not going to scare us. The series follows Joel, played by Mandalorian's Pedro Pascal, a smuggler who's tasked with getting teenager Ellie, aka Bella Ramsey, across a post-apocalyptic US. Fans have praised creators for its authenticity to the original story, and many critics have dubbed it the best live-action adaptation of a video game ever. But just how did they achieve it? And could this ever really happen? This is Tech and Science Daily's The Last of Us special. My name is Stephen James. I am a VFX supervisor at DNEG Vancouver, and uh, I was a VFX supervisor on HBO's The Last of Us. Whenever we were building the environments, we would create those stories, you know, even if they maybe don't come through all the way to the screen, but, you know, who lived here? Okay, what happened during the event? Okay, it got bombed. Okay, what happened 20 years over that time? Where did the plants grow? They managed to build incredible sets for this show you know we've done some sequences where we're walking down an abandoned highway where they not only dressed dozens of cars with ivy and rust and flipped them over but also had you know a hundred additional cars parked down the highway just to just to show the scale of the show and i think that really helps visual effects to uh, have a strong foundation to build on top of when it came to the exterior establishers very little blue screen was used in those moments I think the thing it was just for, for Alex Wong, the HBO supervisor, was we're at these locations. It doesn't really make sense to throw up a big blue wall and, and cover up the original building. So even if we were having to do extensive work to add vegetation and rust and maybe collapse some buildings in the background or add more buildings in the background, better to remove those blue screens, use a natural light that just places the characters in those scenes. Now it can make our job a little bit harder, but I think on the whole, it gives you a better image, a better shot in the end. One sequence that comes to mind is what we call the hair salon. So right at the beginning of episode two, when they, where they've slept for the night, they enter into an intersection that's been bombed and there's collapsed buildings all over. There's the iconic for the game tilted building that's collapsed into another building. So. With that sequence, I mean, really, initially it was meant to be just kind of destroying what was on location in Calgary. So, you know, smashing windows, adding destruction to the outside, but not nearly as complex. Um, and, you know, I think it just came to be that it, it needs to be a really big, impactful moment for the show. This is the first time that the audience is seen and Ellie is seen this world in the daylight. So it became like a really 
important point in the show. So we had the collapse buildings, tons of overgrowth. Yeah, I think it ended up being a really beautiful sequence. We did use drones, so um, you know, lots of permissions involved to, to get drones in the air over city streets and that, but we did manage to do that. So we had drone paths flying over Boston in certain areas. We flew drones around the old state house, which is uh, the museum sequence immediately after that when they go up onto the roof. So recreating that environment. Beyond that, I think it was going up with what we have uh, called round shots, which is just a tool that you, you set a, the round shot on a, a tripod or you can set it like on a stick over a ledge. And it gives you like a 360 capture of the environment in very high resolution. There's so many shots in the show, so some of it can be, you know, quite simple work. Yeah, you are just replacing a exterior of a window with an element that they had shot in location to, you know, we, we did have a full CG shots in the show for, you know, for example, when they're leaving the QZ and heading into the city, that was uh, full CG at that point. So um, quite a wide range of things. And I always say this, it's really about holding back for the visual effects, you know, taking a back seat to the rest of the show, to the story, to the actors, so that when you do have those big moments, you just totally believe in them at that point. Let's go to the ads. After the break. The prospect of a fungal pandemic is a terrifying thought for all of us. Elaine Bicknell, Professor of Medical Mycology, explains whether The Last of Us could ever really happen. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. My name is Elaine Bignall and I'm a professor of medical mycology based at the MRC-funded Centre for Medical Mycology at the University of Exeter. The prospect of a fungal pandemic advancing at the rate and with the severity that is portrayed in The Last of Us is a terrifying thought for all of us and it's only natural that those who are watching and who are not fully conversant with the threat that fungi pose to human survival would find this very frightening indeed. The prospect that this could happen in reality is, for many reasons, far from what we would expect to occur, given our current understanding. Fungi are important causes of human disease and some of those diseases can be fatal. In fact, it's true that we do lose many hundreds of thousands of human lives every year to fungal diseases uh, and, and many millions more lives every year are ruined by them. However, it's important that we approach this topic with a very balanced view because these diseases affect people whose lives are already very complicated and people who are going through you know, severe difficulties uh, in dealing with uh, the underlying causes of these diseases. 
in individuals whose immune systems are not fully functional, fungal diseases can be a threat. And it's important that we recognise the value of excellent science in combating this problem. And it's critical that what we do in order to counter the threat of fungal diseases is build capacity and build an appetite amongst the public and the funders to increase research and efforts to tackle this problem. The differences between the TV series and what we understand about fungal diseases in life at the moment is that the rate at which this disease is spreading and the scale of that spread is very unlikely given what we currently know about fungal diseases. Fungal diseases, largely speaking, particularly the most serious ones, are not communicable diseases. So we don't pass life-threatening fungal diseases from one person to the other. Most often the causes of these sorts of disease are organisms which are abundant in our natural environment, so environmental moulds for example, or even organisms that uh, already live on and in our bodies, organisms that we would call commensal organisms of humans. So the rate and the magnitude of the effect that we're seeing in The Last of Us, it's not likely to uh, affect us anytime soon. There are many thousands of highly skilled medical mycologists all over the planet studying these phenomenon and developing the skills and the knowledge that we need to be prepared to deal with fungal diseases now and also into the future. Uh, and of course, the prospect of any fungus evolving to develop the power to um, brainwash and manipulate human beings is not a phenomenon as we know it. The wonderful thing about this series is that it raises a dialogue about these organisms that includes an element of how fascinating and important they are to study. There are millions and millions of species on the planet that we know very, very little about. And, you know, we know that there are bioactive molecules that we can harness and use in medicines and in biotechnology. And we also know that there's more work that we need to do to understand the species that are clinically relevant. But I would hope that this spike in interest amongst the general public will get them thinking about fungi and the uses and the wonderful, uh, incredible things that we can learn from studying them. Because after all, fungi are what we would call eukaryotic organisms. They have a cellular makeup that's very similar to that of our own. We can consider them as being little tiny versions of us and the more we learn about them, the better. And that's it from this special episode of Tech and Science Daily. We'll be back on Monday at 1pm. Thanks for listening.